Welcome to As the Wheel of Time Turns, where we unravel the weavings of Amazon's Wheel of Time. I'm your host, BJ, and I'm joined by Bree. Say hey to the people. Hi there. Uh, Sarah. Hey, guys. And Lee. Hey, everybody. Um, so we're all getting together uh, to talk about the Wheel of Time TV show, and I think it'll be a lot of fun because we each have different amounts of the Wheel of Time that we've consumed. Um, so Bree and I have read pretty much the entire series. Bree is finishing up as we speak. Um, I've read through the series a number of times, except for the last books, and I'm doing a reread just for this. Um, Sarah, I think you're going to be reading the first couple of books, so you'll be at least up to date with the TV show. Yeah, I have technically read the first couple of books before, but I was 12 years old and not paying attention. I mean, as much of the plot as you ever remember, even having read it, you know, six months ago. Yeah, there's, but... there's no difference between how I've read these books and how I remember <laughs> the books I read last week. Um, and the newcomer, Lee. I haven't read the books and I will not. That sounds about right. Will not read the books. I will... I will passively watch the television show though and discuss it with you fine <laughs> is that actually active watching then if you're discussing it i mean we, we're gonna have to put discussion. him through active listening training where you know he, he <laughs> really engages with the person you know in front of him and talks give some feedback but we'll, we'll figure it out um so we're gonna have a number of segments um that we're gonna have and we're also gonna split the pod into two parts the first part um is gonna be spoiler free as best we possibly can um, where uh, we just discuss what's going on in the episode. We're going to have a recap where we go over what would happen in the, uh, the episode that we're talking about. Um, this is going to be uh, a guided walk through um, where Lee is going to do a little bit of like what he got out of the episode where we sort of fill in the blanks because we have uh, some prior knowledge and a little bit more basis of what's going on. And we'll probably have watched it two or three times because we're really excited about this. Um, and we're going to have a second. Lee will be skimming. Yeah. <laughs> Basically I what I'm I do. I'm super excited about it right now. I did watch the trailer, though. And once you go through the segments, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the trailer. Maybe we can hit the high points there. Yeah, I'm super excited, but I will do the recap. I, I, I commit to the recap. Okay. Um, we can always let you off the hook if uh, it gets too boring for you. Um, so the first segment's going to be, we're going to call Tavern of the Week. Um, that's where we choose the character that's the most interesting to us, that has sort of the most going on. And we sort of talk about like the progression of the episode and where, maybe where they are so far. Um, then we'll move on to the Gleeman's Corner, where we talk about the best scene and the best quote of the episode. Um, and I think as we've done before, that there'll be one decider of that, and I will be the decider of both those things, and I will take nominations from the crowd. Um, then we will put the onus back on Lee um, with novice's notes, even though he is a dude, he is the novice of this show. Um, and he's gonna sort of talk about his theories and speculations and all sorts of fun things. And sort of similar to uh, another pod that we have, he's going to ask us some questions and we're gonna do the best to answer them without any spoilers. Um, and then we're gonna kick him out of the room because we're going to talk about things that are a little bit more specific uh, to the books and that'll have a lot of spoilers um, in it. And we'll warn you guys before uh, going into it and just sort of make sure that no one gets to gets things spoiled that they didn't want spoiled. And so we'll have uh, another three segments there, which are going to be the reading of the pattern. And so basically what's happening in the TV show and sort of what's happening 
in the book sort of at the same time, maybe some things that they left out or, or kept in and sort of what we think about that. Um, the weft and the warp, like what they're go- doing very different from the book um, and um, like the changes that they're making, again, how we feel about it. And then we're going to have a little segment that I think Sarah's going to be uh, the queen of or maybe Amarlin's seat. Um, which is Disappointed Dark Friends, where we comb the depths of the internet and curate some of their complaints and one-star reviews of things that have happened in the uh, this episode oh. and tell them how wrong they are and the basis of how great a TV show it is and how it relates <laughs> that to That we haven't seen yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can tell how stupid they are, the trash in a show we haven't seen. We'll show them. I love a good uh, internet book adaptation fight, so this is going to be good for me. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be, be a lot. problematic. It's um, going to be brutal. There are already multiple, you know, between 15-minute and hour-long complaint YouTube videos on what is in this trailer uh, that we're going to discuss and sort of do a little bit of our segments um, Just uh, for for the record, I'm not doing the 50 to an hour long videos. I oh, would, these will no. be tweet length complaints at best. Yes, the, at best. In a just under two minute and 20 second trailer, people already have hours and hours worth of complaints. And I mean, we'll I see if too. they end I've up being one. justified, but it's pretty crazy. I've got one. I've got a complaint. Yep. I have no idea what it's about. They conveyed like they, I think there's an assumption in this trailer that people who are excited about it have have some have read the books or know it right because they didn't make any attempt to tell you what this thing was about it was just flashes of things happening yeah and like stuff like being like talking about it but like there was no introduction to what it is right like go back to like the first like succession when we do a, a succession pod on mangum talks uh, as well called line of succession which uh, if you like succession check it out but the first succession trailer made it very clear this is about a family who's rich trying to figure out who the next CEO is going to be, right? Like, you got it. Now, I understand this isn't as tidy, but there still is no attempt to explain what the world is, what the plot is, anything. So, like, some newbie like me watching this trailer, it's, like, it's nonsense. I mean, look, it's pretty nonsense, but it's nonsense. So, what I, mean, I, I will say, and, Bri, I'll get to you in a second, uh, I want to compare this to Game of Thrones. Like, was the, were the trailers from Game of Thrones presuming that you sort of had any idea what was going on, or was it just kind of nonsense going in and like i just don't remember at this point because it's been over a decade i feel like so um they shot the middle so there was there was a little bit of that sort of like flash shot flash shot, yeah like but there was like a little bit of the um the guys uh of ned finding the pups and handing them out like there was at least like a scene yeah where something was happening that was my problem is that there was no through line like i couldn't tell anything yeah like not even like a like one scene of something happening in this. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about this a little later, but something I wanted to mention is even for people who have read the books and are very very familiar with the series, it's still a little bit hard to follow, and there are scenes that they clearly kind of interwove in between other scenes, and so like parts of scenes are split split up in the trailer, so nothing is continuous at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
makes uh, it hard to follow. I will yeah. also say there's a there's some of the voiceover or audio that they're they're using like makes more sense than others. There is at the beginning there is a voiceover that I don't think I don't know if it comes like directly from the script or if it's just for this trailer, but it is such fantasy nonsense that means absolutely nothing that I can't get past it. It's something about like memory becomes yeah epic or so you're like what is well, what well, are so, you talking about like so it's the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass leaving memories that become legend and so yeah. it's in the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like like it is kind of fantasy nonsense but it's also like the intro to all of the books and so there's a like reason hardcore part of this yeah yeah, right. that doesn't mean it means anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. Right. Well, that's but but isn't this proof kind of proving the point? Is that like maybe yeah. they were they were making this trailer for people who'd read the books, right? Oh, it a hundred percent is. And so, yeah, and that and that's okay if that's what you're doing. But like someone like me watching it, it certainly didn't make me. I mean, I could tell they put a lot of money into it. Shout out Bezos, good job. You opened the checkbook, but I couldn't really tell what it was about. It didn't make me want to watch it. Yeah. And that that might actually be where it fails, right? If it doesn't make somebody who has no idea what it's about want to watch it. And I feel like it's not going very differently than a lot of different uh, movie trailers where, like, you kind of get a sense of, like, the style of movie, but not Mm -hmm. so much, like, what's going on or whatever else. And that might be a failing when you have sort of this epic TV show that you're trying to get people to commit to. Yeah. I have one other brief complaint about this trailer, okay. um, which means nothing at all, really. But there were several scenes with, like, one of the women <laughs> um, who I, I am sure that her costume is not actually this, but it looks like she's wearing a blazer. And I can't get past the fact that she looks like she has come straight from corporate America to start fighting the okay. bad guys. Or perhaps okay. she's That's fighting amazing. the good guys. I don't know. Because, Sarah, I absolutely had noted that i wanted to ask you about the costuming and what you thought i didn't i didn't pay much attention to it in this trailer except for that moment because it looked so odd it was the sort of going back to game of thrones it was the like it it seemed like the coffee cup on the table to me like what what is this 2021 fashion choice that is going on here gotcha um i'm assuming that i just didn't see all of the costume but it was very clear to me okay um so let's Maybe do sort of a quick run through of what our segments, at least on the surface, are going to be. Um, and uh, Lee, you said you were going to do a quick recap of what you saw. And, you know, there, there's a lot going on. Um, I was sort of taking notes and there are more than 40 scenes, uh, like at least cuts wow. in this under two and a half minute uh, trailer. It, it's a little yeah. crazy. Yeah, I don't have anything for that. I mean, yeah, look, that was, <laughs> it's very clear that women are in this thing. It's women who are powerful. <laughs> um, there's some magic going on. Yep. Uh, there's a guy with no- nothing but a mouth. Um, I did catch that. Little Red Riding Hood, he kind of looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, a lot of um, different like types of women, right? There was like, um, like I, I'm going to call them tribes at this point, tribes of women uh, that were in this thing. I did see one one shot that looked really cool. It kind of looked like Dubrovnik. It looked like King's Landing a little bit. Okay. Um, like the city that they had yep. in there. That looked pretty cool. Yep. Um, shout out to that. Uh, so other than that, I, I, I'm the a one confused. with the tower. Yeah, I don't know. I, the it, white it was tower. Just like a there's a there was definitely a city looked really neat. 
looked a lot like King's Landing from Game of Thrones. And then I, the thing that maybe you guys can help me with here is, so with Game of Thrones, right, it was very clear that this thing was set in like a like a medieval, I mean, it's fantasy, but it's like yeah. a medieval type, right? And so like Westworld, it's very clear that it's set in like a hyper future, like hyper technology world. Yeah. What is what is the the shtick with this? Like what time period? I mean, I know it's not real, but like what time period is this set? So I would say this is kind of like a medieval-ish. Um, you know, it's going to have sort of similar technology. People are going to be riding horses. People are going to be in carts, um, wandering around. There's going to be a lot of sword play. Uh, you know, there, there aren't going to be guns popping out of nowhere. There aren't going to be trains or anything like that. So, so we're really sort of in that, what? Brie has something well, to say. Well, at some point, we might see some of those things. Okay. Um, anyway. So, so th- this is also, I, I mean, this, so, so there's like a, an entire sort of, this is like a earmuff situation. No, 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 it, it's fine. So, um, basically what you get in the early th- there, there's a long period of time that the book references to, and we're in a shorter period of time that is like a medieval period. And so, um, there are like sort of references to the future and the past that we'll get to at some point. Um, but that's not really relevant, or I would say even like particularly a spoiler, because yeah. if I told you how they came up or whatever else, you know, that would be a spoiler. It would be a spoiler. All right, I'm going to go ahead and identify one problem the show is going to have. Yeah. Is I asked what time period this is set in, and that answer was a minute and a half long. That's going to be a problem <laughs> for the casual viewer. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's like, it, it's 100% a medieval a show. Answer. I'm just, I, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not upset yeah. with your answer. I'm saying that it's going to be a problem if it's that actually that complicated. It, for it's the, not. It's like for a casual. It, it's okay. 100% like a medieval thing. Bree's just being difficult as she always is. And that's why my Audio answer was longer because she was making faces. <laughs> just ignore her making faces to when I say things. It is, they are. It is the a... audience is ignoring it. So, yeah. oh, no. They, it is a low-tech world. All right, but I, exactly. here's one thing I'll say. So that's my crappy recap of the trailer. But I will say oh. this. If you if you stick with us, if you come back and you and you listen uh, to our pods week by week, it will not be that crappy of a recap. I'll give you a recap of what's going on. It's just a little nonsensical for yeah. somebody in the trailer who doesn't know what it is. But exactly. if you come week by week, I will I will give beat by beat what happens um, from the eyes of somebody who doesn't necessarily know the full plot, right? So I'll just be doing very surface level of what's happening and uh, BJ, Bree, Sarah will will fill in the gaps for me as I go uh, in a non-spoiler way. Exactly. Another thing I really like that we're doing in this pod is the is the two parts, right? So it doesn't matter where you're at in your fandom of Wheel of mm-hmm. Time. Like this is this is a pod for you because you can check out the first whatever uh, with me, and then you can peace out. Or if you're you're really big into the books, you can stay the the whole way. So I think that's a cool thing we're doing for sure. Yep, um, and. So yeah, I'm excited to do this with with y'all and uh, looking forward to to really getting into it. Um, I mean, do you do you guys have any favorite parts of this two and a half minute uh, little spiel or? Um, yeah, I'll do mine and then I'll get out of the way. I know I'm talking a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the faceless guy. Yep. With the with the mouth. With so all he, the teeth. He's called with a mirror draw. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. That yep. was that was a that was a pretty pretty dope visual to just throw in there that i liked that a lot and i like the city i like the city this the cityscape so i think that's a very important thing that the game of thrones did is have it beautiful but like big landscapes that looked realistic mm because a lot of times they really were they were like shooting in actual cities 
have that look realistic. I mean, that fills the world out for for the viewer. I think yeah. it's really important. So that look that was that was pretty promising. And I was gonna say, and we saw two uh, places that are really important in uh, in the world. Uh, so the the little town uh, that they all start in, that's either Edmonds Field or the two rivers. Um, and that looked very real to me, the one that was sort of in front of the mountains. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. And then the other city that you're referring to that was sort of had a big tower and and very, I guess, King's Landing kind of feel. But we'll sort of see how that differentiates, which is Tarvalon. And so um, that's Tarvalon? A, Tarvalon. Or Tarvalon. we'll see how they pronounce it. Got it. That's I how I pronounce that. it. Tarvalon. Um, yeah, that's the other thing with this is there's going to be a lot of times when we have different pronunciations of things. And we'll try and move to or tell the show is. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's tough, right? Because yeah. you, um, whenever you have a book like that that has the, the weird spellings of stuff, trying to, uh, trying to jack. Because I think they had that problem with Game of Thrones, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they've had that in other. other they had like, that a bit with Harry Potter, I think. And Lord um, of the Rings, I think your yeah. favorite. That was a that was a big one too. Harry Potter, by the way, if you like uh, if you like Harry Potter, we're doing a chapter by chapter reread of Harry Potter called Pottering Around, which BJ referenced earlier with the newbies notes comment because um, that is a segment on that podcast. So check that podcast out if you like it. Yeah, um, yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun, and then I think we'll get a little bit more into like the spoilery stuff when we actually start seeing the show. I mean, there's definitely stuff in here, but I feel like if not worth really going into now. Um, but what was kind of interesting, and if you watch it a number of times, like Bree and I have, we basically get three or four different scenes that are interspersed with each other. Um, and it's an interesting choice that they made. And I think it's so, it's a little less spoilery. Um, but basically there are four different scenes, probably of like 20, 30 seconds each, that got split up into like a couple seconds. And so if you sort of watch it through, as you know, we have a couple of times and watch some other things, you can see where those might fit together um, into like slightly more extended scenes. So I wonder, I wonder if anybody out there on the internet has uh, spliced re- it together, spliced them back oh, 100%. together. I'm, yeah, that feels I'm like, sure. like absolutely something somebody would do. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I think for for best scene, I would say like that was a really great one with the the mirror draw and also um, the the woman in blue, Moraine, uh, channeling power and just like throwing that around sort of at the end uh, against the beasts that you might have noticed that are called Trollocs. And just that that sort of fight scene, I think, really brought the some of the early scenes of the book to life. Um since we didn't only really got narration, I feel like best quote is something that we'll actually have to do when, when we really get people talking. <laughs> actually, I have a nomination for that, which oh, yeah. is the scene where Egwene rises out of the water and mm-hmm. the voiceover says, you know, as legend or whatever, as she comes out. And that's, a, I think, a pretty neat scene and very it will be very meaningful to people who have read the books yeah yeah i was actually gonna pinpoint that scene as my favorite from um this trailer because it yeah because i i don't remember enough to actually plot it back to the book but what i like about it and i think what lee was talking about a little bit too is that sometimes these really complicated fantasy shows will drag me along for longer than they for long enough for me to get actually invested in them Mm -hmm. by having a particular look to them yeah. And, you know, that that scene is so beautifully shot. The lighting is beautiful. The sort of painted 
or what you know whatever it is that's kind of on on yeah. her when she's rising up from it like that has a particular look to it and i was into that that was really cool i think that they do a really good job with the stark colors um as as Lee, you refer to them as tribes that you'll get to know as Ajas, the different groups yeah. of the women in power. Um, and very well, blue, very red, et cetera. <laughs> Insightful. Yes. And I think that's probably why they did that, you know, because in the books, they're not quite as clearly delineated. But I think this way it gives you really that immediate feel of like, oh, these are very distinct groups. Yeah. Kind of color words from like grade school. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Um, I think I've given my notes. Yes. I think I've given you my have. notes. Uh, we appreciate um, it. And uh, so you, I'm going to bail and you guys talk spoiler stuff. Sounds good. Okay. Well, I look forward to doing this podcast with you all. This is going to be fun. Check us out week by week and I will, uh, I'll talk to you then. Bye. Sounds good. See you, Lee. Um, so yeah, uh, Sarah, I mean, I think that there are a couple things that, that we can discuss that are just in book one, which you've uh, read. Yeah. Um, we definitely have a lot of that going on um and i guess i don't know how much you remember about you know shader logoth and and uh the the evil that resides there and sort of like the the image that you had um i think that was like one of the big scenes there um yeah but but there's some changes there i think that they're interesting um and maybe we'll we'll talk in them about them more sort of as we get into things um mm-hmm. i think the biggest Spoiler thing that is worth talking about now is we know that there's parts from book ones, one, two, and three um, in the first season. And, and you had some, you all had some theories about why you think they did that, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest one for me is that if they didn't do that, the girls don't do anything, kind of, for, for a chunk of the book, because they're less main characters in the first book. They're, they're just sort of like hanging along until they start. Yeah, they're just kind of traveling around with other people. Exactly. Right. My, yeah. Um, they're supporting characters. And then mm-hmm. in books two and three, they start their Ace Sedai training. And so that ends up really putting them a little bit more to the forefront, which I think is a really good choice to keep the main characters on screen active and doing things. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's an interesting, you know, the way that, they have advertised this where they've said, you know, there are five young men and women that are, you know, very important. That is a little bit different from the books where it starts out with there are three young men mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the two women sort of end up coming along for a couple of different reasons. Yeah. Um, I did think that was super interesting. I guess I'm really curious to see what they do with the relationship between Rand and Egwene. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys might have noticed, like the sexy a, times. Yes, very <laughs> scantily clad, um, which was like, as you know, from reading about Edmund's Field, it's like, whoa, that's that's real revealing. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, curious to see if they make that a more real relationship than it really was in the books, where it was more like they were like promised to each other. Yeah. There were some like very funny, disappointed faces between the two of them in the course of this trailer. Yeah, not not quite sure what to think about that, um, but I think we might actually get some action out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one way or the other. Exactly. One way or the other. Um, and it'll be interesting more to drama. see how they thread that a little bit more. 
Um, and, you know, Sarah, I'm going to apologize to you, but there are some other relationships that we know later in the books that it looks That's like fine. they're hopefully going to at least put threads of in earlier. Like, I hope they just put threads of it earlier mm-hmm. in, in the TV series because in the books, um, there's a relationship between Moraine and Tom that just is comes out of nowhere, basically. Like, these two main characters, they don't, like, flirt with each other. They don't really interact a lot. And then at the end, it's kind of like, we love each other. And it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there are a couple of more like that um, that hopefully, again, will be woven in a little bit more seamlessly into the TV show um, because they well, know it's going to You would hope that that happens. Yeah. And you would hope that that happens, too, because just as we've talked about like what is what is a casual viewer going to want and resonate with um especially over the course of a first season of a show like this and it's just so much easier to get buy-in from uh, around kind of relationships and love stories and what you know whatever um right it's a, a just a a lighter lift yeah i'm actually also very curious there should be you know i don't think this is a a spoiler for you Um, Sarah is the relationship between Lan, Moraine's warder, and then um, Nynaeve. Mm -hmm. And that one is also one that I think could do with some shoring up um, a little bit earlier. um, Because it's sort of this, you know, relatively young, relatively inexperienced, or at least, you know, sort of very small town girl um, that catches the eye of this very experienced older man that's been a warder for for years and years and has you know kind of been all over the world and it's an interesting contrast that at least you know on first read of those books doesn't doesn't always make doesn't really ring true yeah Mm -hmm. um and then the last thing and sarah um i'm curious what you think about this because in the books it really talks about like the different um powers that get woven together to do the channeling that that appears um like that the Ace I do, but in the show so far, we've just gotten these sort of smoky wisps that are all gray. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts. I, I also have a theory that after you say your thoughts, I'm going to sort of spout off on. Do you, uh, yeah. What, so, so your... what do you, what do you think about like how they're, they're representing it, how you feel about it compared to like how you might've envisioned it with the books? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I, I do hope that they kind of go beyond this sort of one representation of what the magic is. I mm-hmm. realize, you know, we we are talking a lot about like, okay, what can you reasonably expect for a casual viewer to right. like get in, the, especially the first few episodes of what is already a crazy complicated world and story. Yeah. So obviously things are going to get sort of cut and simplified and things like that. But to my, to my mind representing and and really differentiating between these sort of different um different types of magic and how they kind of work together and against each other like that seems really important and so we don't get that in this trailer yeah and i just hope that it's something that we that that is included when we actually get to the show yeah yeah Um, i think the problem that you would run into because the way i envisioned that those weaves would be is like almost very much like a fabric type mm-hmm. of weave mm-hmm. but 
I think that's very one hard to represent, but two, because of the different colors and we've already laid out like different colors clearly have an association with different groups of people, which isn't mm -hmm. quite how those weaves are in the book. Mm -hmm. um, and so you run into sort of problems where people don't quite match those appropriately. Yeah. Um, and so sort of my theory is that like once people learn about Sadar and like the different uh, like channeling that you can do with like fire, water, air, spirit, and earth, like once the audience is clued in, then they might start showing some of the differences um, because, I, yeah. um, because there are a lot of things that would be spoilers if you could see them early on. I do wonder if they're going to sort of take that as a almost point of view from the girls is like as they develop in their powers, the audience gets to see more of that. Yeah, and that would be smart too because it, it both creates a connection with the characters themselves and kind of, you know, an identification between the audience and the characters, but it's also just like a neat narrative tool to be able to be like, this is what we have access to. Yeah. Um, the knowledge that we have access to now. A little so bit of that a would make a lot of sense. Pleasant film. <laughs> yeah oh one thing i did think was interesting as far as the weaves really really quick is the shield that was on that man which we presume is Logan. yeah mm. um i always imagined the shield to be much more like i don't know an egg surrounding them like not tight to their skin yeah um, so i thought that was mm -hmm. really unique yeah um, i think it was I a really cool representation yes uh, yeah, and it is, like like you said, Brie, it is unique. I mean, I don't think you see, when you're thinking about this sort of protective sphere that happens in all kinds of sort of magic worlds and magic systems, it's frequently kind of a, a dome. Literally a sphere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but to do something a little bit different with that, which can be so overdone and tropey, like uh, those kinds of changes I'm, I'm down with, I think. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they, you know, modify some of this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Looking forward to it. Um, hopefully yeah. we'll have uh, our first episode shortly after they drop their first episode and it might come in a three and that means that we'll try and get those episodes out as soon as possible and then catch up to a week by week. Um, and, you know, we'll have our different segments and hopefully keep this to a somewhat manageable length of time. Um, but I think, well, at least... The two of us, Bri and I, are, are really excited about this, and and hopefully we can uh, at least drag uh, you and Lee along in our excitement as we actually get into the TV show. Because I feel like you know, again, as sort of we talked about this, like there were it was two and a half minutes, and like it was Incredibly all broken up. And, all yeah, place. I, yeah. I, I just think that this is a problematic trailer. Yeah. But I am moderately excited and. I have homework to do, which is to reread the first three books. Uh, and I do like homework, so that's getting me through. Um, and we'll give you good grades so, on your homework, too. So. Oh, perfect. Probably. Good. And there's Probably. no threat of failure because I don't know if I can deal. <laughs> so I did, actually, I, I had looked up some stuff because, of course, I'm very excited about all of this. And so I do have something for the uh, disappointed dark Please friends. do, um, because I was briefly looking at Twitter um, while we were talking about this, but I was having trouble like wading through just the sheer mass of stuff that comes up. There's yeah. so much. Um, yeah, so this this person is posting on the Dragon Mount forums, which is you know a common um, site for these for this whole world. And this person says, "I have gone from hoping it's such a flop we can just throw it on the trash heap and pretend it doesn't exist." 
to wishing it had never even been made because apparently some people would be happy with absolutely anything, no matter how bad it is, as long as it has the right names in roughly the right places, which is, I think, very mean for something where we can at least recognize stuff from the trailer, which yeah. is very chaotic. Yeah, I've been impressed with how much you, <laughs> you all have actually been able to draw out like real stuff from the plot and the characters and all of that from this trailer that is difficult. Um, so that that seems unfair. Yeah. A little um, harsh. So yeah, it. I mean, and then the other thing, and you know, maybe we should have said this up front, is that uh, Brendan Sanderson, who finished writing uh, the series after, uh, well, the Robert dude whose Jordan pen name away. is Robert Jordan <laughs> passed away. Yeah. Um, he basically has said that this is going to be more different uh, than uh, the show compared to the book, as Game of Thrones was to the, those books and maybe a little bit more uh, reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. So, like, it will follow a similar story. Um, and he did say, you know, imagine it as a different weaving of the pattern, um, because he is a nerd like that. Um, Perfect. So, um, again, like, I think this is going to be a different enough story, and hopefully they tell it well. But we will review all the changes and tell you how we feel about it uh, as it goes. Um, this was a lot of fun reviewing the trailer with you guys and I'm looking forward to do the real show. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it.